Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, stand-up comedy and lifestyle podcast I host here out of my apartment. My name is David Baker. My guest today is Whitney Rayner. Whitney is a, a newer stand-up comedian. She started the last few months, but she's already had a lot of success. She has uh, been a guest on the Michael Collier radio show. She, is, uh, she also is open for him on a Saturday night. And um, she performs here in Greenville and is already getting booked around the state of South Carolina. Um, Whitney and I talked about uh, dumpster fire dating stories in Greenville. Uh, I thought those were pretty interesting. I learned a lot about what not to do. Uh, she shared a uh, story about accidentally taking what she thought was speed. So that was weird. <laughs> and then she shared her life advice and perspective in comedy. Really hope you enjoy getting to know Whitney. Here's the interview. Hey, welcome back to another interview. And I did this instead of killing myself. Whitney Rayner. Hello. Our first <laughs> girl comic on the show. Very excited. I'm honored. Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming. Uh, Whitney's already made it clear my place is too messy. So I have some homework. Yep. Like this is a typical guy's apartment. You can kind of see in the angle on the phone uh, a little bit of how trash the kitchen is, but it's invisible to I me. I know. When I said, you cleaned up for me, he thought I was serious. Yeah. That, I was like, oh, no. It's been worse, actually. But That's concerning, but are you? Uh, you're, you're a neat freak, right? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Like serial killer clean yeah. is how I call it. Like dust, everything, spick and span. Yep. Mm. Do you have a pet? Nope. No pets. Too messy. So you're not a, you're single, but you're not a cat girl yet. No. Gotcha. I'm a plant person. I have a couple plants. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's like a baby pet, I guess. That's yeah. Something maybe I could handle. But uh, but yeah, I'm glad to have Whitney on the show. Whitney's great. Uh, by way of like intros, I guess. Uh, Whitney, you've been doing stand up comedy for two months. Yeah, two two and a half maybe. Okay. So so yeah. So Whitney's new to it, but. Uh, she's also had a ton of success so far already. So uh, Michael Collier, did I have that name right? Yeah, Collier. Yep. So Michael Collier is a, a big name comic that uh, came through Greenville a couple weeks ago. And she saw, or he saw Whitney do a set uh, at the open mic night. And um, he asked her to open for him on Saturday night and then be a guest on his morning radio show. That was insane. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. I was I was excited for you. Also, uh, I was insanely jealous. Yeah, I'm like this. This is too lucky. I got it's got to go downhill quick after <laughs> this. <laughs> well, yeah, you take what you can get, but that yeah. was great. I saw. Uh, what was it like to to go on? Because for those of you guys who don't uh, know, but the uh, the weekend shows at the Comedy Zone are usually those are for celebrity comics. The show's packed. There's like I don't know how many seats that place holds, but probably like 200 people or whatever. Yeah. So what was that like to perform in front of like all those people? So much fun. The fact that like every seat is full and like just all these eyes on you. Like before it's terrifying, I was jumping up and down, like kind of screaming to myself. Uh -huh. Then I get on stage and I just thought, this is awesome. Like you feel the energy. And of course, I didn't do as great as I wanted, <laughs> but it was still really fun. Were you like the the very first person to go up or was there a host in front uh, of you? Jarrell hosted and did okay. a little bit to warm them up. Yeah, Jarrell's great. And then probably... I just kind of kept it lukewarm until Michael <laughs> got on stage. <laughs> that's that's hard though. 
It's hard. I'm trying yeah. to think, did it, because like uh, I've been to shows like that just as an audience member. Um, but usually early on, there's like the servers are still kind of floating around, right, taking right. orders. Not everybody's focused on the stage. So it could be a lot, I think, to maybe um, get yeah. there and keep their attention. And especially but, hearing she's this brand new girl and here I come talking about my dating life. Like, who is she and right. why do I care? And Michael Collier, is black comedian. Was right. it an all black audience? Primarily black audience and then some older white folks who also okay. did not care. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, performing in front of black and white audiences is very, very different. Or, or like, yeah, there can be like a different... The night before... We were in Orangeburg with an all-white, like, right. mom kind of crowd. Sure. And I was scared of that, too, but they were yeah. hooting and hollering the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I think it can be a unique opening for somebody, because, like, if you're opening for uh, Michael Collier, you, I mean, had you even seen his stand-up before? I did earlier that day. You watched some? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hadn't. I haven't seen much of his, but, um, uh, like the style or energy could be completely different. So what they're expecting to see may be different from what yeah. you're bringing. I mean, he's very animated, which I feel like he? I'm, I'm yeah. kind of animated. So yeah. thought yeah. that would have matched up <laughs> translated. <laughs> no, I'm sure it went fine. I'm sure it did. And uh, I did see you on the, the radio show afterwards the next week. That was really cool. That, that was cool until my parents saw it, but <laughs> you have to have some haters. So yeah taking that in stride right yeah it's always a little bit awkward when the folks see like uh what your material is right. if, it's, if it's a little edgy or whatever because i've kept my twitter clean for over 10 years for them too because they follow me and they like all my stuff so everything's squeaky clean so this was just what yeah just so different so the second you have any little bit of like innuendo or maybe sexual right. pg-13 like, stuff that's not my wit oh my gosh why not my sweet whitney Oh. oh yes. That's, <laughs> no, that's that's all right. I'm sure. I mean, um, they support you and your creativity, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how they're putting it. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, I, the other thing I think of when I think of you is uh, Polly Pocket. For some reason, um, <laughs> that's one of your jokes. Yeah, one my But little. you're single in the Greenville dating scene. And a lot of your material sure is about that. So no, it's not changing anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell what's it like dating in Greenville? Like you don't have to do your bit or anything, but right. like for real, like how's it been so far? It's just a lot of the same guy over and over. I feel like you just see that they're all wearing the ball cap. They all went to Clemson or the other one nearby. They love sports and hiking. The two things I hate. Yeah. So I make it very clear on my profiles. If you want someone who likes sports or to go hiking, swipe left. Yeah. So I don't get much. So is it is it mostly the Clemson guys? I guess so. I can't stand the Clemson. I kind of don't pay attention because I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the Clemson stereotype. I might get crap for saying that, but yeah. they wear like khaki shorts and like the polo. That's just the South they in all the wear, general. They all wear the class ring. Is that the South in general? Well, anyway, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, the class ring, I think, is kind of their thing. But <sighs> the khakis, the it's polo. It's so obnoxious, dude. In Virginia and Atlanta, the that's where I've the been. The polo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, can't escape it. I'm from, well, I'm from the Midwest, but the uh, Ohio State played against Clemson. And I was at a sports bar here, and there were all these Clemson fans. I don't even like Ohio State, but I was rooting so hard for Ohio State to beat the crap out of them. Just I'll, to I'll see... I'll root for a team out of spite in situations <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, and the hiking thing. Dude, I hate hiking. I hate Mother Nature. You do? Nice. Okay. 
Yeah. Is it coming? <laughs> it's fine. We have beef. Yeah. Hey, does, is there a reason? Like, did you try to do it no, at one point? No, I just don't have fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just walking outside. The view's not that great usually. And then I smell like outside and I'm tired. <laughs> I can just get beer and nachos without the adventure. Yeah. And then okay. look up a picture of outside. So beer and nachos. Uh, usually the incentive people give me. Yeah. Like, let's do this hike and then we'll go get lunch somewhere. Go to this brewery. Yeah. Tell Mother Nature I say, what's up? I'll see you after. Yeah. When I moved from Atlanta to here, that was, I love Greenville. But the selling point was, oh, it's outdoors. Same. Yeah. You can mountain bike. You can kayak. You can, And you can, by the way. Greenville's awesome for it's that. It's great for that if you love it. If you're dumb and they're into that. Just kidding. You're not the There's <laughs> also great restaurants and a downtown to bebop around. Yeah. It's more our speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done the mountain biking thing. And, uh, I would knock my have you, out. Have you, ever, have you ever done mountain biking? No. It's, it's kind of trippy. Like, the trails are not, like, that well-defined you could fall yeah. easily I and your butt it. hurts after like it's serious it's like and it's it's so long like, i had no idea when the day was gonna end i'd rather take a spin class call spin it a class day. yeah yeah and they have that here too but uh okay so a lot of the same guys and uh the guys are pretty polite they're very polite they're just awkward they're awkward they're a lot of awkward mm. i'm like come on let's get the self-confidence up <laughs> There's a lot of word vomit where you look at them and you both are like, that was weird. Their was, word vomiting? There was one guy recently. I was like, so what did you do last night? Did you go out? Did you stay in? And he said, I stayed in and I watched Law & Order SVU. It was really sweaty. And I was like. Sweaty? Because he was under a lot of blankets and the blankets got hot. And that's what he explained after. And I'm like, is this the story we want to lead with? I almost wanted to like break the ice and be like, you want to like try that again? But. <laughs> I just, I just let it roll. I was it like, was I'm going to really watch him sweaty? suffer. It was really sweaty because he had some blankets on. Then it got sweaty. And then he just didn't care to take them off. What does this and guy this do for a living? And this is what I deal with. Some engineer. He's smart. Engineering. That's why. Engineering. Not Sometimes they're not, I don't know. Socially. Kind of awkward. Kind of awkward. Yeah. Hmm. He said What's his personality is interchangeable with all of his friends. <laughs> what? I know. I'm not unique or special. We all have the same. Right. I'm like, it's come like, on. You could date any one of them. Huh. God bless him. Yeah, bless his heart. What? Uh, what's the dumbest thing a guy's ever done on a date? Dumbest I mean, those sound thing. pretty dumb. There's done or said? Dumb stuff. Off the top of my head, that's hard. There was one guy who was like, "Watch this." And then push me up against my car and like kiss my cheek as if that was like some seductive move. And I was like, that was really strange. Oh my God. I think I was like 19 or something. I was like, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like he's freaking Like he was about to be Ford. hot. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, wow. Watch out for you. Oh my God. I think I was like, I'm going to go home now. Yeah, jeez. Uh, there's one guy I mentioned I had swine flu to him, and he thought that was, like, so funny. So anytime he wanted to, like, kiss, he'd be like, swine flu. And I'd be like, Dude, these no. Guys, I, I find the weirdos. These guys sound awful. I get the freaks. Mm. And, now, and now 
You're in stand-up. I, yep, and I've just accepted being alone. Well, that's, yeah. So stand-up, like, big credit to Whitney, because, like, girls that do it are definitely in the minority. In ter- like, it's mostly guys, and we can be idiots and very vulgar and, you know... Uh, not vulgar towards you, but right. just in general. I was like, gonna do it, I was like I'm r- vulgar right back. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think people in our group are pretty respectful. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they are. Yeah. But like, yeah. But it's kind of guys just being guys. So how have you enjoyed so far, like being the one of the only girls that's a kind of a regular and really doing well at it, but hanging out with our stupid <laughs> it's, knuckleheads? It's the same as work. At work, I'm one of the only girls. So not only am I used to it, but like I kind of like being one of the guys. Yeah. Like, I'm a very girly girl in, like, my real life. I have all my girlfriends. But mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to just kind of, like, see the other side and get to bro out. Yeah. Yeah. And also, as bad as it is, we're, I know we're evening the playing field and everything, but I like being the only girl. Mm-hmm. Gives me, like you said, gives me an edge. Y- yeah. Yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you stand out uh, compared to us. Like, I think people, like, on an open mic after you see, like, you know, five of us to look like me, Kelby, or Matt, or whatever. <laughs> Whitney comes. It's a it's a refreshing uh, stage uh, presence to see. Uh, Whitney's very smiley on stage. Got a lot of energy. And uh, when I first saw you, I thought you did acting or something. I've heard that before. Because you're very just like. That's just. I'm just cha-cha on how I talk and express myself. But someone said, were you a theater kid? It's so bad. I wanted to say I made fun of them in high school. I wanted to give them a swirly. But like that's a compliment here now. I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because at first I was like, ew, theater. No. Yeah. But I'm like, no, that this is good now. That's. Yeah. It is kind of good. But I think theater kids can kind of be a little bit extra, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and, and that's not like always the good. You're not like that. You're pretty down to earth. And I like the rawness of stand-up, and it's like you're not that polished and that well-spoken. No. But it's like it's a real person. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. It's funny. Sometimes, like, the more polished your bits get, the worse it goes because it sounds rehearsed, if that yeah. makes sense. So you kind of have... You almost lose the vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was Bill Burr who said something about that. Like he uh, he has to trick himself out of like having his act so memorized that it's like he could be doing his taxes and delivering his act. He's not even there. Right. He's just so he's he's got to like he'll change up words and just uh, he, he like likens it to like throwing a bucket of water on himself. And it basically is like, OK, I'm I'm. I'm in the bit now. I'm here. I'm I'm in yeah. this moment with this audience. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I think that just comes with time and experience. But So, uh, Whitney, did you bring a joke today? No. Make one up. You have but to. We're, ro- we're rolling. <laughs> we got my quickest one. Um, dirty picks are like Pokemon cards. People collect them, show their friends. And I don't have any. <laughs> she cleaned up the wording of that for the podcast. I took out all the bad words in my yes. set so far. So yes, dirty <laughs> picks that are sent ex- like <laughs> from guys. I don't know if it has the same shebang as it used to, but <laughs> I'm keeping it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I didn't know people collected dirty picks. Some people do. Girls do that, huh? Because it's funny. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know. Out of embarrassment for the guys who are stupid enough to 
it's either that if you don't like him or it's more if anyone sends a dirty text that a guy sends you it's like to help craft the perfect text mm -hmm. i think sexting is a team sport for girls <laughs> because we all help her write the perfect line back and we think about do we want to like raise the ante pump the brakes match his vibe what about your personality let's like sprinkle that in that's pretty horrifying if guys knew there was like a focus too. group on the other side of any sort of it's my favorite dude okay it is a so nasty writer's room on the other side wow i guess psa for guys out there if if you're ever inclined to send a explicit message there might be 10 girls on the other no side. one's judging I'm reading it <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. She shares because she cares. Because she cares what he thinks. So. Yeah. You know, this is actually one thing that horrifies me is, uh, like, girls talk a lot. I'm the worst of them. Yeah. Well, uh, like, there's an episode of Seinfeld when George gets out of the swimming pool and a girl sees him and she he's he was in the pool so there was shrinkage and he was concerned that she was going to tell this to everyone. And he said back to Jerry, Jerry's like, I'm sure you won't, she won't tell anybody. He's like, how do you know that? <laughs> Girls are much worse. They talk about everything. Is that true? It's our favorite. Girls yes. talk about everything? Once Not it, about that specifically. Once, it's in a once you're in a relationship, no one cares. Yeah. But before that, yes. Okay. Everything. Man. Well. Sorry, yeah. I didn't make the rules. I just follow them. Well, yeah, we're kind of proving that him. today, Mr. Engineer. <laughs> who, whatever, however many dozens of people have watched this will know that he was sweaty watching SVU. Just <laughs> take a blanket off. I don't know. <laughs> Turn up the AC. Oh, gosh. So uh, Whitney's day job is advertising. So she's like, I picture that as like uh, she's working in Mad Men or something. It's about right. So, like, explain your, your day job, I guess, and what, like, because... Basically, I will think of ideas and creative ways to talk about brands on anything from social media to commercials, and lately, brands have been wanting to break into TikTok, which is the worst, but it's part of the job, so that's why I downloaded the app in the first place, for work. Just for work? Just for work. Have you put out any personal TikToks? Like a couple, but they're they're no good. They got like maybe 13 views. Yeah, that's kind of what I have. Um, I forget why I made one in the first place. For work. For work? I don't, yeah. I don't Not for my work. <laughs> Actually, yeah, my company made us delete TikTok at one point. Um, yeah, I don't know if you remember way back, there was like this uh, China oh, yeah. fear of like they were using it to steal data. I was like, just take it. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah. The only thing you're going to get from me is like student loans, so. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. That'd be <laughs> nice if they took those from you. Right? Um, yeah, I uh, I don't think I have anything left to hide anymore. I mean, I probably do, I probably do but. Yeah, after doing stand-up, I have nothing left to hide. Mm -hmm. So uh, so you have to write a lot of things, like with the, over the course of your. Uh, yeah. Advertising. Your brand, you like campaigns. Pitches, campaigns. Yeah, you, you pitch campaign ideas to them. You pitch new business to get new clients on your roster so your campaign ideas for your clients like what do you you it's don't like, have to name clients specifically but are you like writing jokes for them like uh, how, are you making something kind of mundane exciting like how yeah. do you flare it up like what are you doing well they usually give you a problem like we're seeing decline in sales here we want to emphasize this benefit through i don't know this value that maybe 
like experience we want to emphasize the value through like experiences even though you might be selling a super mundane product it's like okay what are the experiences around this okay so you'd more have to tap into like can emotional you, can insights. you give me an example without getting in trouble i'm trying to think of like stuff i did in school um i was talking about one of my old campaigns today for tahine do you know that spice it's like chili and lime and salt it's red not really but i don't cook it's basically what I'm we wrong. did was um it's really popular in like hispanic communities and you eat it with fruit and stuff oh okay and so basically we would just like take the tahines like basically put it on fruit in the shape of like bikinis or like blur out things and be like foods naked without it okay. just like do clever things like that okay or uh, i had a campaign for idaho saying it was the perfect place for people who hate people because they have the least amount of tourists and people living there i guess or like it's go to idaho it's where everybody isn't so just wrote a lot of jokes about that's kind of a alone. clever flip on that so they're trying to get people to go to idaho by telling people people don't want to go to idaho yeah and so one of our <laughs> extensions was okay we're gonna have to have like a tour guide app that like will tell people to go on our, their itineraries at different times at different places so you avoid everyone okay because we we're like shoot well we can't tell people no one's here and then bring everyone here right so then we had to think like well, what do you do after that yeah that reminds me of one of Tom Emmons' jokes. He said, I don't want to control from playing any one of Tom's jokes, but uh, Tom Evans is a great uh, stand-up comic. He's um, That's a great one-two punch. Yeah. Tom is, uh, he looks like a member of ZZ Top. He's got a beard down to about here. And uh, I may have it. to cut this out because he won't <laughs> ever come on the podcast. Tom thinks the podcast is the dumbest idea. He does, ever. and I thought that was so funny. Yeah. But he's gonna it's gonna be fun. He's gonna come on. Uh but yeah, Tom writes a lot of clean uh material, which I'm still I'm trying to write a little bit more clean now. Um but yeah, very good at the one one liner jokes, yeah. like a Mitch Hedberg type guy. So Yeah, he would have crushed it in my headline class in advertising school. Yeah. That's where I originally learned like the joke writing. Yeah, tell us about that. So you you went to school for advertising and you got your masters, right? You don't get a master's. You get a uh, basically a whole portfolio of work. Okay. I don't know why it's not a master's thing, but. Okay. But it's postgraduate education. It's, yeah. It's grad school. Yeah. Um, so basically I go and make fake advertising campaigns for two years straight for whatever brand I want to. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about one the other day that died and I loved it. It, it was about Jell-O. And like, you know how Jell-O is like not really real food it's kind of chemically and gross uh, yeah bill cosby was a big campaign guy for it i remember i was thinking like let's make that into a positive thing the fact that it's not real food and just like i took facts from nature that were like really morbid uh -huh. and that was the headline so like you know dolphins will take the weakest member and gangbang them for a week and it's like just because it's real doesn't mean it's good like <sighs> jello <laughs> it's oh. not real oh my gosh uh, so you, ju you just make yourself laugh for two years and hope the teachers like it. Okay. Gotcha. And, uh, and I remember, um, you'd said that the, uh, the teachers like critique your jokes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they tear it apart. Absolutely. And you're presenting, you're laughing, you think it's funny and then no one's laughing. Then you realize I need to leave. Mm -hmm. This is horrible. Right. So yeah, the first like probably half a year there was a rude awakening yeah and i was like shoot i don't know how to write something funny or concise so concise that's a big thing yeah i had to learn that yep um 
I remember when I went to college, you know, in high school, when you think you can write well, because the bar's a little lower, because, um, you know, it's hard to write, and, and maybe fewer kids can and use big words. And you're dragging it out to hit the five-paragraph essay. You, right. Yeah, you're just trying to fill the pages. Yeah. So, yeah, when I got to college, I remember I thought I was good at writing, and uh, I would try and be all fancy with yeah, and flowery Yeah, and for this wording. reason, this is why I'm making my next point. Yeah. That is about to come up right now. Like, exactly. And my professor tore me up, dude. It was, I, I never saw more. It's kind of the best, though. You look back and thank no, God No, it was for that. good. It was very good that I got corrected out of that and got knocked off my uh, uh, high school pie horse for writing. But, uh, but yeah, being concise, that's a big thing for stand-up, too. Jokes don't work if they're too long. If they're Yeah. Especially like the setup. Mm-hmm. I think I'm wanting to cut down my jokes because right now for advertising, I know what to cut down because it's all about brands. But then when it's about my stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is all gold. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's the same thing. Just different topic. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're trying to be more critical with your standard material? Yeah. I've decided I've hated everything this week. Really? I think it's the same joke over and over and over and over and over. It's just she's alone and we say it this way she's getting ghosted that way and then she got ghosted again okay so i'm trying to think of other things about being single to yeah. talk about yeah although i did write one last one before i got here but okay we don't have to talk about it on here but it's about ouija boards how have i not explored that yet and a guy ghosts you yeah don't call and get your ouija board <laughs> so i don't even know so the ouija board summons dead people right supposedly <laughs> i mean that's what i use in middle over- school and some girl always push it around yeah yeah they always said like whitney's gonna be homeless because <laughs> you ask it questions like where am i gonna be when i grow up uh-huh. it was always did funny you, to give me the bad did one did you expect to be here no are you is <laughs> where'd you expect to be at uh like at this stage of your life at what point in my life? Because my plan has changed so many times. Uh-huh. In high school, I wanted to be a hot mom uh-huh. in Richmond. So I was going to marry some poor guy, or no, rich guy, but poor him, because <laughs> I had no ambition at the point. Be a mom. Uh-huh. And then last year, I was like, I'm going to be in L.A. Last year you said that? Because I have friends out there. Oh, okay. So, you know, just want to go where my friends were. Yeah. But a uh, little pivot to Greenville. I think Greenville's gonna. Greenville's been keep great, honestly. I, I think it's gonna keep getting better. I came in with a terrible attitude, and I've had the best time. Yeah, yeah. Like work's been great, the people have been great. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have done stand up probably. Yeah. If I weren't here, so. Has stand up been overall very much a positive for you since? You yeah. Started? Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed like I'm just very, very like, a lot happier. Haven't blacked out since starting stand up. Yeah. So. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, it wasn't that much of a problem, but I have noticed. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, because uh, this is a question I ask everybody: is what is your biggest like dumpster fire story ever? Um, I don't know if it has something to do with blacking out or not, but uh, I'll wait. tell you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You came, you came ready for this one. Yeah. Um, I would say this was probably the turning point in my life to take myself seriously. So probably going from the trophy wife mentality to get it together. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was maybe a year out of college working as a waitress. I knew I wanted to be in advertising, but I was taking no steps to get there. I was like working all night, sleeping all day when I should have been applying to things. 
right. having a great time. So you had an undergrad degree, but didn't have any sort of yeah, job I hadn't, that I hadn't gone back you to had school gone yet. to school for. Yeah. You were just serving. I was resisting that. I was like, I don't want to go back to school. That's stupid. Okay. So I'm just like living this rock and roll lifestyle. One night my friends are, you know, we're going to this outdoor concert. Great. I get way too drunk. And then we go to a dive bar where I decide I'm going to make some new friends. Who are these and people? They were a kickball team. They were wearing matching shirts. I was just like, okay, this is a group that I want to be in. <laughs> kickball team? Do you have an extra shirt? <laughs> so I make friends with them. I feel like a kickball team could be pretty safe. That's but what normally, I but I mean, you know, it's not like a motorcycle gang, but <laughs> a, kickballers are just like, oh. I know. I thought I learned a cool handshake, maybe yeah. get like a sweatband. No. But what were these, these people? These guys were older. And they offered me some Molly sketch, which I had never done in my life. But uh -huh. I'm like cross. I don't know who I am at this point. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and like one of them had like dated my cousin who I'm not very close with. So I thought, OK, like we have connections. This uh -huh. is safe. So nothing really like monumental happens that night. But cut to the next morning, I wake up at my friend's house because my new friends obviously left. Uh -huh. And so I was just kind of like floundering around. And my friend's like, okay, we got, you got to be put to rest, my friend. Uh -huh. So I sleep and I wake up to find that I had eaten through my face. Just my lip was just. <sighs> yeah. So my friend's getting ready for work because he was a upstanding human being in this society. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. I have work at four tonight, like a waitress with people. Yeah, yeah. But you chewed through your face. I chewed through my well, face. How did this happen? I guess in my sleep. I don't know. Because I grind my teeth. But I, I've never actually, like... I. It doesn't even feel natural. I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> I've thought about this. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah, like your teeth come out way over. I go home. My makeup's, like, all over my face. My lip's a balloon. And my roommates are getting ready for work, like, oh, no. What happened to you? And I'm just like, I'm just going to go God lay in bed. So I'm like texting my friends like, can you cover my shift tonight? And they say no. Uh -huh. So I have to FaceTime them. And then they were like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I got three days covered because everyone heard. That same week, my parents are moving three houses down from me. Uh -huh. And they're like, come on over. And I have to pretend that I have so much work because what do you tell your parents? Yeah. So... That happens. I get a Facebook message from my cousin who dated the guy. And she was like, hey, I heard you were talking a little shit about me at that bar. Just wanted to clear the air with you. And uh, Wait, so when you were blackout, you were talking crap about your. I don't even know her that well. I was just probably making jokes that didn't land and probably just <laughs> talking out my ass to like entertain people as I do. But and of course, she knows that she goes, I know you're funny. So it was probably a joke gone wrong. But I just wanted to like clear that up. That's awful. So you basically had not only physically I, were you I just ruined my life in one night. Face, <laughs> but you had to address awkward family energy from your cousin and you had to hide because your face was I like couldn't make money for like a few days. Yeah. So and it somehow got infected. It was a disaster. <laughs> it did? Dig. Yeah. So eventually I had to face my parents and it wasn't all the way fixed. So they were like, what happened? I was just like, yo, you know, a guy was just dancing at the concert and hit me in the face. Which is not believable. It's not even that much better. No, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's better than taking a drug from a random man. Oh yeah, yeah, so Molly. Yeah, yeah, it's, Molly. It's, well, yeah. I yeah. eventually told the story to some friends later on who were like more well versed in the drug world, and they 
said that wasn't Molly. That was speed, which I didn't know what it was uh-huh. until I decided to look it up a couple weeks ago. <sighs> it's meth. It's meth. It's meth. So Whitney took meth. By accident. But that was my turning From point. From a kickball league team. From a kickball star. He probably wasn't even the star. He's probably the worst one on the team. I don't know. I would say kickballers should be known for having good drugs, but... <laughs> they just need to know what they have. <laughs> you don't take things you from know? strangers. Don't say it's one thing and then it's another. But they might have been like super white collar and not known it's meth. Do you think that could have been the That's case? That's maybe. Maybe they were just like... Regardless, it's still... Didn't know how to buy <laughs> drugs. Like, yeah, it's I, still like, a sensitive topic in my family of what happened drugs, that I wouldn't night. know what I was day getting, but... Yeah, that's why I just. It's still a sensitive don't. topic. They still. They, they still get mad about it. They're like, <laughs> we will, we will find out one day. Man, Maybe they will. Whitney making her parents proud. I know. Just Stand up and. I used to be the favorite. Right. <laughs> but after that, okay. So after that, you went. After you, that, you I cleaned up. Got your. Uh, I got the first desk job I could get, uh-huh. which was medical billing. Even mm-hmm. more boring than it sounds. It was one hour of work a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would do intricate doodles on some post-its and decorate my cubicle, which after a while was a bad look because they were like, are you okay. working? Yeah. I'm like, no. You would do doodles? What What would you doodle? Just anything. Just little like swirly kind of flowery kind of little characters. I don't Did know. Do cartoons? Not so much cartoons. I, I like the idea of it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm more just kind of abstract. Abstract? Okay. I love doodling cartoons. Like when I was little, I would, or in, uh, in middle school, grade school, I would always draw like a guy, like he kind of had eyes like the Simpson characters and it would always be kind of like the same guy. Just, hey, I'm bored. Draw- I'm bored in class. Yeah. Waving at you. Um, I did that growing up too. I would draw the same girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be kind of you a little kinda bit. Kind of me, but purple eyes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. still me. Mm-hmm. Mine was kind of me. I didn't know how to make it look like me though. So it was kind of just a guy. But, but yeah, I always had that. Like I was, whenever I had downtime, I was always bored and mm-hmm. then writing little stuff. Um, and I, I think I might've done that in my first office job too, a little bit, depending on how slow the work was, but, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, who's your favorite comedian? Um, I would say Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer. You know, kind of like just like an inspiration, you know, I feel like for young girl comics, just cause. Like the the guys are great, but I don't know. You kind of like see a little bit of yourself in her too, which is nice. And I, I salute her fearlessness and like what she likes to talk about. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's got a lot of dating material. Yeah. A lot of innuendo type stuff, Mm -hmm. which, uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about that kind of material. You're not. No, but we talked about this before off the thing, but yeah, I get jealous. That's why. (laughs) That's the reason such a strange reason well it is yeah i had that joke like i i, I think every girl in the world should be single or with me that was the joke it, or yeah i just that's how i feel so See? what i hear about interactions with other guys i'm like where was my what, invite what the f- yeah <laughs> how, how selfish of you to not yeah See, I just like... It's irrational, completely. Absolutely. Like, you're kind of a psychopath, but that's okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I like that material because, you know, funny things happen in those situations, but you're grown... No, totally. Or you're raised to not talk about it, but it's funny. Yeah. And it's just kind of annoying that you can't just... Let's just laugh about it. It takes away the... there to be, like, yeah, a a more fair perspective, like, if if I was being more reasonable. I'm, I'm kidding about that. But uh, the uh, th- yeah, the sex stuff is like I mean, 
like so many people like it, it everybody knows about these things people don't talk about it though so to go there to those places it's why it's it's why it's funny right um and i think it can be done in a way that's not totally vulgar um but still yeah. funny i like the challenge of making it not vulgar right now and like taking out every bad word mm-hmm. i used to have mm-hmm. and trying to make it charming mm-hmm. yeah so like how long have you been following nikki glazer did you discover her a while back or I probably discovered her a while back. I feel like I'm kind of late to the stand-up game in general. It was only a few years ago I realized that this is really funny. Like, mm-hmm. this is something I'm very much into. I never really thought about it until I started, like, just watching Netflix specials here right. and there. Right. And so she was one of them. I think the first one I saw of her was on the stand-ups. Yeah. I like the 20, 30-minute uh, mm-hmm. sets people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good show. Um, and I, I saw Nikki Glazer. She's actually the reason I stopped drinking, or one of them. Um, talked about that before, so but mature of you. She was so mature. It's like the one thing in my entire life that is. <laughs> yeah, I know the rest of your apartment says <laughs> otherwise, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> but he's sober, so it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Just looks like he's not. <laughs> it just looks like I'm 15. Just looks like you're on meth. Yeah, that's actually a reason I did get sober, so I have an excuse to be immature. It's like, hey. I got some part of my life together. Judge me for my posters. No, but Nikki Glaser, though, so it's the sobriety thing. She uh, uh, went on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I can't remember if I've talked about this. Hopefully I haven't before. But uh, she recommended a book by Alan Carr, The Easy Way to Stop Drinking. And that one, um, I had just had like a really bad hangover and, and a a day of drinking I regretted and I discovered that just hit different that day it did well she was so passionate about it I think Nikki had been sober for like I don't know how long she might be like going on eight or ten years sober yeah and And she's vegan it's like what can't she do yeah yeah so I think she still smokes the marijuana but uh (laughs) she's that's like maybe well you gotta get by somehow one indulgence yeah but uh but yeah she got sober and she said after that she said uh like her creativity, her um, the quality of her work, everything just increased exponentially. She didn't miss it at all, and like that book kind of did it for her. And I had a similar experience. It kind of was like a light switch once, once all that stuff was illuminated. I bought it too. I bought the book too. Yeah, I, I haven't book. finished it, but I get the point. I ha- I'm still drinking here and there. Yeah, but I haven't blacked out. Like I said, so yes, yes. It's, it's done something sure. right. Yeah, more gradual, but. Um, well, good deal. Well, um, what is, this is a heavier question in the interview. What is your biggest regret in life? Um, I would just say not trusting myself sooner. I've always been the person that lives in a way that like, is this okay? I'm always asking for permission, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like do what you want to do. Like I wanted to be in advertising, but I felt like I couldn't for some reason. I had some mental block, whether it was like, what will my parents think? Is that actually even possible? And then eventually I just thought, I hate everything. I'm moving to Atlanta to live on my friend's couch. And yeah, wait, so walk since. me through that. So when you were doing the the bar stuff, like or working as a server before you went back to school, were you in Virginia, your hometown? Yeah. So you had to make the leap. For moving there to Atlanta to get into the advertising thing. Yeah. Okay. I was on the phone with my friend and who's living in Atlanta. And I was just complaining about how much I hate everything. I hate my job. I hate 
being in Richmond, everything's horrible. And she said, I have a pull-out couch. Do you want to live on it? And I said, yes. So I quit my job the next day, called her back, said, were you serious? Because I quit my job. Mm -hmm. So then I was in Atlanta a few weeks later. Wow. What did your parents say about that? They were like, okay, you're going to a school called the Creative Circus. Um, You're living on a couch. This is your journey. That's what your 20s are for, I guess. But it ended up well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that also translates into like relationships, though. I never trust myself to end them in the right manner or Mm -hmm. the right time. Mm -hmm. I dragged them on for so long. Okay. So, um so it's cool. So you have the procrastination that you're battling, but you, you end up taking the leap. It's uh, like, and when I do, I like jump in head first. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I've just been like pent up so long. Yeah. Well, it's good. You actually have it in you to do it though. Cause I think there are people who are, uh, who never do. Yeah. And, uh, the ball of misery that just grows and grows and grows can be really bad. Some people enjoy the ball of misery. I guess. Or they just become dead inside. Yeah, they're just numb to. I don't know. Like working in a cubicle that you in a job that you hate and not just pursuing alternatives. Doesn't matter how many things you decorate it with, it's mm-hmm. still that same cubicle. Yeah. Well, then there's other things that like you can kind of medicate with, like alcohol or just being lost in your phone, which actually I'm addicted to my phone. Um, Back but there's to TikTok. Dis- yeah, yeah. But there's distractions and things to. Um, but yeah, trust in your gut, like. Mine is so clear because I ignore it so much. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, do I have like schizo? Like it is just like so loud and clear now that I can't ignore it. Do you think since starting stand up, you're more inclined to trust it quicker because you're braver? This is a theory I'm working on stage or off stage, off stage, off stage. Yeah. Yeah. Because on stage, it's I there are gut impulses to respond to this person or that person, but I'm too afraid to do it and then get messed up or get tripped up where I am. Yeah. Yeah. But off stage. Yeah. Listening to myself. Uh Don't give any rips about anything. Yeah. Well, I, um, I noticed that too. Like once you've conquered the fear of doing stand up for the first time and you're doing it regularly, the, the, uh, the challenges are like the things you need courage for in your normal life seem pretty insignificant. Then what's the worst that can happen? You have a new bit to work on. Right, exactly. Like you don't, um, I had, uh, yeah, in sales, like you have to cold call a lot. Cold calling, some people are nervous to do. Like, what if they tell me no? Well, if you do stand up, you're like, you can't possibly be any worse than how I bombed last night. So Right, because you're looking them in the eye. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, I think uh, the courage thing is helpful for, and hopefully for trusting yourself. Um. Well, that's good. So, um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, I would say if you're rejected from something, wasn't for you. I've been rejected by so many jobs. Like even like, even like right before going back to school, I was trying to get something and even during school and I'm like, why am I not getting this? I have this experience. I have this, but I wouldn't be here right now if I had gotten any of that it was all just like rerouting like nope 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 yeah rejections just rerouting okay. saw it on instagram <laughs> it's very basic <laughs> but it really hit no rejection um that's why it's like rejections are actually good things rerouting is a good way to put it i think 
Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like a, a flat out. No, like you shouldn't just give up. Right. Yeah. Like it's not what you, yeah. Um, or even like when some guys have rejected me, like in the past, like I might be like really into them and I'm just so like upset about it. But had he not rejected me, I wouldn't have gotten the balls to do this, this and that. Like mm-hmm. again, wouldn't be here today if yeah. certain people hadn't dumped me. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's always somebody else. There's always other there, fish. There's the always sea. somebody else. I've told myself that since high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, rejection is uh, th- that can be pretty devastating. But it's helpful, like if you have the ability to kind of pick up and move. I know past it's kind of it. my favorite now. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get addicted to rejection and and failure of doing stand up. Um, but yeah, we are at forty four minutes. So these are these are getting a little longer, but uh I think we can wrap it up here. Yeah. But uh yeah, before we go, where can everybody find you on like your social media and all the stuff like that? You know, if you want my cleanest jokes, Twitter, <laughs> Whitney underscore Rainer, and then my Instagram. Nothing special there, but appreciate a follow and a like. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Facebook. All right. Oh, uh, and how do you spell your name? W H I T N E Y R A Y N E R. I guess it's going to be on the heading of the video, so I don't need to. But I mean, just let me just say the alphabet real quick. She knows how to spell her name. That's good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next time.